0: Hi, friends, and welcome back to the Women's Cast. I'm your host, Allison Mesger. I serve as the Central Women's Ministry Director here at the Austin Stone, and I'm so glad you're joining us for this fifth and final episode in our mini-series, The Road to Refuge. Today, I'm excited to talk to a few friends about their experience at Women's Retreat. But before they introduce themselves, I get to remind you of what this road has looked like. At the end of the day, we hope it's pretty obvious that all we ever really talk about in our ministry and on this podcast is the gospel. We don't ever want to overcomplicate this most important truth. Jesus came to save sinners. It is beautifully simple. It's also so rich and complex that we'll never tire of looking at it from different angles. We'll never reach the end of understanding how it impacts and shapes every part of our lives. So the idea of Jesus as our refuge has been a way to talk about the gospel this spring. It's a reality that is both grounded in scripture and because the word is always relevant, it's also deeply relatable. In Psalm 46, 1 through 3, we're told that God is our refuge and strength. He is a very present help in trouble. And in our lives, we each feel weak. We know we need help. We know there is plenty of trouble that we need refuge from. So this concept of God as our refuge has afforded us the opportunity to understand a few things. On the last few episodes, we talked about some key threats that get in the way of us taking refuge in Jesus and the spiritual disciplines were given as a means to fight them. We are tempted to believe lies, so we need the truth of God's word. We are threatened by distraction— So we need to find peace in God's presence through prayer. We're told that hustle is our way to fulfillment, but that always fails us. So we're given Sabbath as a way of living in our true identity as daughters, not workers. And we can easily become apathetic towards our sin, which only leads to death. So we seek life through confession and repentance. Guys, everywhere that we can point to a threat to our seeking refuge in Jesus, we can also point to a grace He's given us to help us keep turning back to Him. These spiritual disciplines are the how we seek refuge in Jesus. But He doesn't just give us these tools. He doesn't just give us a road map. He gives us Himself. That's what we really got to unpack at the retreat. We got to sit and marvel at the reality that Jesus not only provides our refuge; He is our refuge. So we looked at different gospel stories that each show us a facet of Christ's character and posture towards us, each revealing a new depth of what his refuge is for us. Angela Sell walked us through the foundational understanding of the concept of refuge from the Old Testament. And then we saw in Luke 23, Jesus perfectly personify refuge with how he interacted with the two sinners crucified next to him. Jesus is our refuge from sin. And everything else flows from that. Ime Yang showed us from the story of the woman who had been bleeding for 12 years in Mark 5 that Jesus is our refuge from shame. Becca Harris helped us see how Jesus offers something better than finding our refuge in self through looking at the story of the mom of two disciples in Matthew 20. She was seeking greatness for her sons, but Jesus is a better refuge from self. Then Persia Gamble's helped us armor up to find a refuge from Satan by fighting with the Word of God, just like Jesus did when he was tempted in Matthew 4. And we ended our weekend with Kate Terry powerfully reminding us that Jesus is both present with us and purposeful in our suffering, just as he was with Mary and Martha when their brother Lazarus died in Luke 11. All of these are aspects of what our refuge in Jesus looks like. And to be sure, there are even more. All right, friends. Well, it's time for you to meet the wonderful ladies that I am seated next to in our little recording studio. Always excited to introduce you to new friends, but especially when they are ones living life together. Um, So these are not just individual women from our church that you get to hear from today, but they are women who are living life in community. They're living life pursuing the gospel and faithfulness together, and that I just know is going to make our conversation that much more sweet. So, Julie, I'm going to start with you. Tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm Julie Katulik. This is probably not the first time that you've heard me on this podcast because um, I've been on a few before this because I work on the women's team. So women's retreat, things you'll hear about in this conversation um, are kind of my work baby, um, my ministry baby. Um, And so I've been around for a little bit and then kind of outside of this context, just some things that I'll share is I'm single. I have been in Austin for about three years in total. I'm a dog mom. I really love the color green. (laughs) So single lady working in ministry vocationally and just living life um, in the city of Austin
0: you're a pandemic baby from the standpoint that your life in Austin started like right before the pandemic
1: yeah literally like two months two three months moved here and the world fell apart yep it's been great it's been great (laughs) it's (laughs) also about the same time that I met these two Mm -hmm. who you haven't heard yet who were have been such a grace to me in light of that so So fun yeah Amy you're up next
2: hey guys my name is Amy Hester and I have been attending the downtown congregation for about three years now. I recently resigned from a job, so I'm just hanging out at home. I call myself a stay-at-home wife right now. It's a fun title that I've acquired. There you go. <laughs> um, I am a dog mom as well. Um, I have a big old 80-pound mutt that I wow. love. and We love Cohen. Mm-hmm. We love Cohen a lot. Mm-hmm. She's wild. I love just doing all things outdoors with her. We like going for hikes and runs and hanging out the river. Yeah, and that's me okay
0: thanks amy yeah
3: hey guys um i'm alma um i've been attending the stone for about four years and i've had the pleasure of spending majority of the time with these two ladies i am a mom i have a 15 year old who's a freshman in high school and so um that comes with the amazing friendships of having the the daughter but also some of the challenges and Mm -hmm. um, so we're navigating through that Mm -hmm. i work full time I'm uh, working behavioral health for the state and um, single L- grew up in Buda and still out there yeah. and um, enjoying watching my daughter kind of enjoy the same type of life that I had <laughs> growing that's awesome up. so yeah
1: that's awesome aka Almost a boss, babe. Yeah. yeah. She, Pretty yeah. much.
0: That can be said about all three of you. Mm-hmm. They're my ultimate hype women. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, so tell me a little bit more about, I mean, I said in our intro that you guys aren't just random individuals we picked
2: mm-hmm. to kind of
0: talk about refuge and process what God's been doing in your life since retreat, but y'all have like regular life context. What does that look like? How did kind of that, that LTG, which stands for life transformation group, how did that accountability group start and what are y'all's current rhythms right now?
2: Yeah. um, So the three of us, actually Alma and I were in an MC, a missional community together, starting I think four years ago. Mm-hmm. And then her and I split off with a few other people to do our theology program here at the Stone, the Austin Stone Development Program. And that's when we met Julie for the first time. That was mm-hmm. three years ago. Okay, And so we formed a missional community and went through ASDP together. Nice, um, And so we've been doing community for three years together. And I think we've been doing LTG together now for about Since the new... Three, four months?
1: Alma and Amy have been in LTG for the past three years, Mm -hmm. and I joined probably like... About three months the ago. The new year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three months new ago? Year. It yeah. feels a lot longer than that because we it already does. had so much context. So yeah. we were fully didn't have to do any of the like. Yeah. <laughs> catching each other up
2: on this is awkward. who are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like. yeah, Yeah.
3: Our, yeah. our um, MC group is pretty like honest yeah. in our groups. Okay. And then when we break out into LTG, um, we get we just get a little bit deeper. But, you know, so Julie jumped right in and I was yeah. b- like, both of us were like, let's let's bring her in. We're ready yeah. to yeah do this so. yeah.
0: yeah well nobody's got time to do it at a surface level right yeah. you know like Absolutely. there's there's no point in that amen yeah there's no point in that i,
2: I feel like that's my soapbox right now yeah. it's like any relationship for me worth having right now is only the deep ones mm-hmm. and i just cherish them a whole lot yeah that's awesome yeah Okay. Well, let's kind of look back
0: in time a little bit. We're going to kind of go back to the weekend of retreat, maybe even a little bit before, but then also spend some time just processing in real time. Like we're a month out from that and what life has looked like since then. But I would love to know before before you were at the weekend, before, um, before all of the, the, the context of the retreat, what did you think about the con- the, the concept of Refuge? neutral? What did it mean to you? Like any, any ideas or thoughts or feelings you brought into that time?
2: I had been uh, reading, like just jumping into reading the Psalms from start to finish at the new year. I'm still smack dab in the middle of it, but the Psalms do talk just a ton about Mm -hmm. like the Lord being a refuge for us and being really just, I translate that into safe place. For Mm -hmm. me, that just sounds like where I want to be, is a safe place. Um, And Alma and I had rode up to retreat together and we're even talking. She's like, what does refuge even mean? And I was like, I think I have a little bit of an idea. But to me, it was just an idea. Mm -hmm. I think leading up to retreat is like, I could read about it. I could look up a definition. I could know what it means but I didn't really know what it looked like on the application side of things or what that meant for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay. Yeah. What
0: what was your response to that driving up, Alma? Um, You know, I was kind of in the same
3: boat of, like, it's an idea. I've never experienced it to even think about it. Mm. And so I was curious to see what the weekend was going to look like and what was going to be said about it, but I didn't have a lot of hope. And I didn't have a lot of hope in trying to figure out what refuge meant in general, and then let alone refuge in jesus mm-hmm. um, also, I mean I've been walking with Jesus for about four five years, so it's relatively I have to kind of reconstruct my whole childhood mm-hmm. and that comes with its challenges, yeah, and so and Jesus has been so patient, mm-hmm. so patient with it all in. Luckily, I've gone to what I have experienced with that is with these two ladies is like they're a small glimpse of what he is. Hmm. And so that's what I haven't experienced it, but I'm I'm looking forward.
0: Yeah, that's really sweet. Well, I think it's true for all of us that, you know, as we grow in our relationship with Jesus, there is the 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 new understandings of him. But we're also we're all in the boat of trying to probably unlearn things about what it means to have a, a good father and a savior in a safe place, yeah. right? There's the the like packing our, our minds and our hearts full of truth and also unpacking the things that, you know, in a broken world mm-hmm. we're going to like assume and bring to our understanding of the gospel and who, who Jesus is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So yeah. Thanks for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Julie, what about you? Given that you have, I mean, you mm-hmm. have, you know, they're talking about the car ride out there. You have six months worth of, in a workspace context mm-hmm. of thinking about refuge, even over that time period yeah. of, of of
1: prepping and writing, what, did, what were you kind of bringing into the weekend? Yeah, it's interesting because I remember back like six, eight months before retreat when I first heard from you that you were thinking that the theme would be refuge or this idea of refuge for women's retreat. And the image that immediately came into my head during that, like, I don't know, moment or season was just like refuge feels like I immediately picture like a war zone hmm. and that initially just like did not resonate with me mm-hmm. of like, I, I think the comfort that I can live in and that honestly, like we live in just like living in the city of Austin in a certain like I don't it was lost on me of like, why would such war zone like images be coming to me and how does that translate to real life? Mm -hmm. And the more across the next like six, eight months that we flush things out and I was writing emails and Mm -hmm. contributing to the podcast that led into Women's Retreat, the more I did realize... We are in a battle all Mm -hmm. the time against Mm -hmm. shame, against self, against Mm -hmm. suffering, like all of the things. It just like, look, it's not like battleground-y. And so I came into the weekend feeling like I am so excited for women to realize the safe place. That's my favorite language around that you used around refuge too, is to like describe it as a safe place. I'm so excited for the women of our church to hear how safe they are in Jesus, because I am so excited and expectant of what the Spirit of God could do in us as a church, as women within our church when we believe that we are truly safe in Him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I came in with a ton of excitement out of like having done that work the months ahead and kind of like internally starting to do that work. So that's kind of where I was at. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well I think Amy and Amal, you guys both teed this up a little
0: bit and then even with, with Julie's kind of like longer ramp. I think it sounds like to me that there was a shared experience of like I kind of understand conceptually yeah. what this is. Mm-hmm. Like, OK, that resonates like there's a need for a safe place. That certainly sounds compelling. Right. Like we all want that. But maybe the depth of application, the, the what that actually looks like or what it feels to experience that from him was maybe something still, you know, in the drive up. You wouldn't say that 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 had been your experience. So walk me through the weekend, the things that stood out, that started to maybe like change that or prick something or add some depth to it. And that's going to be different for everybody. But I'd love to know kind of what that looked like for you guys.
3: One of the big things that I I took away is, you know, as I'm trying to reconstruct some of these things that I've grew up on, I've gotten into this routine because, you know, I feel safe. Like, I have my own house and I have, like, my own job. What? How am I not safe? Mm. Um, and I start to, like, really get into these deep emotions and uh, start to, like, see this little girl inside of me mm. and let her have a voice. And so it's kind of funny that I um, was able to spend a lot of time with Amy. And knowing Amy, she's a very stop-and-smell-the-roses type of lady. And I am not. <laughs> <laughs> I am like, we got to go. We got to. We have a session that starts in five minutes. We got to. <laughs> and so the first thing that we had to do was that walk, mm-hmm. and you had to think about your valleys. You had to think about your mountaintops, and you know it was really easy for me to fill out the valleys, mm. and the mountaintops were a little rough. And as we kept going on the walks, I started noticing um, more and more women were getting ahead of us, mm. and I'm standing to the side like Amy. Are we going? Are Are we still doing? And she was processing through everything, and then eventually I got to the point where I was like, Alma, why are we in such a? This retreat is for us. Mm. Like we can be here. We can be at the session. We can stay and take as long as we need to on this walk. And I think I fully got to embrace the stop and smell the roses with Amy, mm-hmm. and it was. It felt calm. Mm. And I didn't have to rush to get to the to the session that started, and it it felt really great.
0: <laughs> Amy, what was going through your mind? Is almost maybe
2: like dragging you down the path. I'm holding Alma up. Oh my gosh! Thanks for stopping and smelling the roses with me. I think just, yeah, I think that moment was pretty impactful for me because. It felt a bit like taking inventory Mm -hmm. and like asking myself why I even need refuge. Mm, I think even in talking with Julie leading up to the retreat and just asking about her work and how her day's been going and her sharing her excitement for this retreat and the topic we're going to be speaking about. It's like, oh, I need that. Mm. But I couldn't put a finger on, like, why I need that. Mm. And so Friday doing this prayer walk and kind of taking inventory of my soul with Jesus, with Alma, and it was good for me to just even understand why I need refuge and like what I'm needing refuge from Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that was super helpful yeah
1: like I did I so much in it for me was like identifying like what is my enemy like what is the like what do I need protection from yeah was like so key Mm. in it like landing at a at a greater
2: depth yeah I agree
3: yeah so I think her kind of forcing me to slow down to really take that inventory Mm -hmm. instead of just doing this to get to the next thing
2: yeah. Yeah, that's good. I really
3: appreciated that. <laughs>
0: good job, guys. <laughs> Throughout Saturday we spent a lot of time talking about in our sessions the different ways that Jesus is our refuge. That he doesn't just provide refuge, but he is that refuge for us and he's our refuge from first and foremost from sin that has to be there before anything else can kind of stand. And then he's also our refuge from shame and from self, from Satan and from suffering. Those are all truths that are are real for all of us, but I know for me personally, there are specific seasons where I'm like, "Man, that's that's what I needed to hear." Like that was the depth mm-hmm. of going to him that is really where I need to to run right now because maybe it's the part that I wasn't believing as much beforehand and I may not have even realized it. So I'm curious if there is an aspect of Jesus being your refuge that felt Like, man, that was the one I needed to hear this time. Like, that's where I need to lean in. It may be be one. It may be multiple. It may have been just a general idea. But was there something specific that you felt like seeing him from those different angles? Like, what really resonated? Mm
2: -hmm.
0: So I think with my relationship
3: with Jesus, uh, he really had to teach me what his love was first. Mm -hmm. And I felt he really sit in there with me and reframed what actual love was. And then we kind of transitioned into where I'm at now is learning what trusting him Mm. is. I don't. Mm. Um, I want to, and I'm trying to, and I can see the safety that comes with it. I see it with some of the women that I walk with and how um, secure they feel. And... I wanna experience that and I know that's him, but I don't have it. And so I mentioned earlier, like he's been very patient Mm -hmm. and he's like, okay, you think that you don't trust me, I can work with that. And so in some of my sins and some of my shame, he's there and he's just calm and quiet and it's like, or you can believe this Mm -hmm. and it almost feels unfair <laughs> if I choose to believe that, and um he's he's just walking with me and holding my hand the whole time and um, so I think in my sin and my shame, choosing to believe that he's better and that he's safe is the challenge, mm-hmm. and so I have to work with myself to let myself believe that mm-hmm. um, so I think that's where i I fit in,
0: yeah. Alma, um, you said you said that it feels unfair to believe that, mm-hmm. maybe to believe that he's trustworthy. What do you mean by that?
3: It feels like in my sin, I I shouldn't be forgiven. Mm-hmm. I need to be, I need to, that's, that's not okay for me to get off mm-hmm. on that. Don't you see what I just did? And I feel like that's a lot of, you know, some old religion um, that I grew up on and stuff. But... You know, Tyler David said it in a in a previous sermon. It was hard. It wasn't easy mm-hmm. for him. You yeah. know, so it could be easy for you. Yeah. But it's it's hard to accept. Yeah. And so I. It's getting better now, but yeah, in the beginning, he just said, "Or
0: you can believe this." Mm-hmm.
3: And so trying to continue to accept that.
2: Mm-hmm. Man,
0: that's good. Thank you. Yeah. It's really cool to hear about the connection between, like, your trusting him is a response to the degree to which you feel like he loves you mm-hmm. you know like the deeper that that love goes the more you can respond yeah. by trusting him yeah absolutely but he's so patient even when you're not trusting he's like well instead of like reprimanding you for your lack of trust i'm just gonna double down on showing you how much i love you <laughs> mm-hmm. absolutely <You> know, and <laughs> yeah. that
3: feels like not crazy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely
0: yeah. so i'm just
3: you know and it He does it in my own time with Jesus, and then he does it with my MC Mm -hmm. in the community with my MC. And you know, I always, I always tell the girls, like, look at God. Like, (laughs) he just comes and shows new ways to speak to me specifically, and then speak to them specifically. Yeah, it's just really incredible.
2: What's it like for y'all to hear her say that? (laughs) It's just really sweet. Mm -hmm. It's sweet to kind of get a glimpse of like oh, this is God. Like, this is his love for us. And I'm, like, getting a front row seat on, like, how it's playing out in Alma's life. And I think something we bounce around a lot saying, like, specifically Alma, too, though, is, um, like, there's a better narrative Mm -hmm. that I'm not choosing to believe in this moment. And I think that's one way, like, the three of us sort of gospel each other in moments like Alma was just talking about. Is just, like okay, like, Jesus is the better narrative. Like, mm-hmm. what are we not believing? Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It just, like, I feel a number of things. I feel, like, proud. I'm, like, I, I just, like, I don't know. I'm just, like, that. that's hard work. Like, it's hard yeah. to be, like, I'm going to continually, like, lean in. It's a fight. Like, you mm-hmm. have to wake up every day, multiple hours a day, and be, like, I'm going to choose to lean into my relationship with Jesus so that I can even be open Mm-hmm. To all of the things that you just articulated, I'm encouraged because I think one thing whenever I talk about Alma is just like you are honest in a way that is harder for me in following Jesus because I can so easily just be like, I know what the right thing is and I just have to do it. And that can often lead to a separation of like where I like my heart not feeling aligned with where I am. And you so like you help me so much be like, it's okay to ask the hard question Mm -hmm. and to be in it and that God is patient with me in that. And I don't have to just pull myself up by the bootstraps and just like be where logically I know that I should be. So it's proud. It's encouragement. It's like it's a number of things. Yeah. Um, So, yeah,
3: yeah. that's thanks for sharing that because like I, I can you've shared that before. And the only reason why like I've been able to like ask these type of questions is because of the patience of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. So. Sweet to see it reflected in your friends too though. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Well, what about what about you guys, Amy? Anything that for you was kind of standing out as it went from kind of concept, like what is it what did it look like to go from concept to there being something deeper and how you were experiencing Jesus as refuge?
2: Yeah. I think just Talking before about like sort of the disconnect, like, oh, that sounds nice, but how do I get there? What do I do? I think sort of after taking this inventory Friday and then getting to hear, like, who Jesus is and how he's our refuge from these things all day Saturday, I think something that resonated with me, um, well, a few things. I remember Becca had at one point stated, like, God's not withholding anything from you Mm -hmm. and he's not withholding anything good from you because he's already given you Jesus. He's already given you like Mm -hmm. his best. And that hit me like a ton of bricks because Mm -hmm. I'm, I think I can believe that lie sometimes Mm -hmm. and fall into that of like, maybe he is withholding from me. You Mm -hmm. know, it's like, why is it so hard for me to believe that he's like my refuge and that he's the better refuge than anything that this world has to offer. But I just keep mulling over that statement right there and I'm like, yeah, like mm-hmm. he's already given me the best. Yeah. And then I think another thing for me too is when Kate was just talking about Lazarus's death and how Jesus wept with his friends um, in the midst of like total suffering and loss. I've been sharing with Julie and Alma, just this year has felt, so heavy and so hard between just a a multitude of things like like health issues between my husband and I that are a total mystery for us right now like hard diagnosis that our family's receiving Mm -hmm. and yeah just sort of kind of wading into the unknown in regards to that stuff but I think just looking to Jesus as my refuge in those things of like oh, here's a clear account of the way Jesus, like, wades into, like, the muddy, deep waters with us and weeps with us and sits with us and speaks life and truth over us. Like, he wants to do that for me, too, Mm -hmm. if I'll let him, Mm -hmm. you know. And I think that's where I struggle is I sort of disqualify myself Mm -hmm. from that. And even just talking through, like, talking, like, gospeling myself and talking myself through, like, it's not just this hope and that... It's not just this hope that we're waiting to receive, that Jesus is like return. It's a hope here and now. And that's the refuge that I have here and now yeah. if I'll receive it, if mm-hmm. I'll believe it. Mm. And even just sitting at a table with Julian Alma every single week like reminds me of that. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I have hope now, mm-hmm. not just in the day he returns. Like, yes, that's the greater hope that we're looking towards. But there's hope here and now if I'll receive it. Mm -hmm. So that just, yeah, those few things really hit home for me just in the talks on Saturday that were just such a good reminder, like refresher for my soul.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah. Thanks. Thanks, Amy.
0: Um, Julie, I know your seat during retreat weekend is very different, Mm -hmm. and you didn't (laughs) get the luxury of actually getting and hearing all the sessions. But still, a month out, and you're well-versed and this concept and how we've Mm. been looking at Jesus through this lens. So what, what stands out to you in terms of um, just where he has you now with both kind of the, the love that you need to receive in order to trust to go to him. I mean, I think those are kind of some of the things y'all are Mm -hmm. all weaving together is like, we will seek refuge in him if we know he loves us. Mm -hmm. And that's what produces the trust to go find that safe place. Yeah. Um, So what's that looked like for you?
1: Yeah, it's, it's so interesting because I have felt God's kindness in such a way in that I didn't experience a ton of like I didn't I've maybe heard snippets of some sessions. And mm-hmm. so across the weekend, like I there wasn't a ton of like my own heart, like directly linked to the content of refuge, like necessarily coming into play. And I have felt him be so kind in two weeks after Roman retreat, I took a week of vacation and things kind of just like blew up Mm. for me, specifically relationally in a couple of pockets and just felt really hard and complicated. And like there was some like work to do there in that. And how that directly linked to me and my relationship with Jesus as a refuge is that Clear as day, he revealed to me how often I go to self for refuge mm. and how that fails me yeah. over and over again. But mm. it is like in pride, in like shame, in so many reasons, I turn to me for safety and protection. Um, and that keeps me from him and that keeps me from the people in my life. Mm. Um, and it's actually damaging to both my relationship with him and with people in my life. And so it felt really hard because I didn't I was like I like I didn't expect to be kind of like so in need like we prayed that as a team like we pray like God don't like let us get past the weekend without Mm -hmm. receiving like for ourselves as well. And across that week I remember like one being exposed feeling exposed to like I so often go to me and quickly how I can feel immense shame. Around the impact that I see that making, and him just being so kind, and me being able to look back at—I just spent three to six months of my life like digging into this concept of you as my safe place from shame, from self, and all of these things—and just like felt him be so kind to like allow me to see it, and then in whatever feeling comes after that, for me to gospel myself, for me to take it to people in my life, and have them gospel me. So yeah, it it came at an unexpected moment, mm-hmm. but the weekend was so impactful to me as well. And I would say, even still now, like I, I I have work to do ahead that mm-hmm. is requires me to continually come back to Jesus as my refuge. Yeah, Julie, I'm gonna put you on the spot because I can. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we've
0: all we've all talked about kind of that that practice of gospeling yourself through something. Mm-hmm break that down Mm -hmm. for me and for the women listening like for for that in particular that experience for you what what's the conversation you're having with yourself like what how are you what does it look like to gospel yourself to say the true thing that you know is true but you you've realized by the spirit's kindness or maybe someone
1: else that you're not believing like what are those words what's that dialogue like Probably the biggest piece of it is kind of like order is like me realizing, me seeing clear as day, either like from the spirit allowing me to see it or legitimately like being told. I think in that week specifically it was receiving like from a friend like that hurt me. And it's mm. like, Oh, I like have legitimately wronged you and that immediately can feel shameful. Mm. And so coming back to like, a lot of what Alma said of like his love for me and what like his life and death on the cross and resurrection means for me. And it means that he absorbed all of that. And so it's me grabbing hold of, I am loved by him. My sin is paid for. It does not have power over me. He also he didn't just die for my sin. He also died for my shame mm-hmm. um, and he absorbed my shame. And like that feeling is real, but it doesn't get the last word. Mm, um, and so it's acknowledging the thing. Mm-hmm. It's acknowledging how that how that sin or shame, whatever makes me feel. And then it's directly applying the love of Jesus and the gospel to that place yeah. and fighting like hell to hold on to it and believe yeah. it as ultimate um, in comparison to the narrative that sin and shame is trying to tell me. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Does that answer your question? No. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> great.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think a lot of it is reminding ourselves in that of we have to remember what his posture towards us is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's the – we take on a posture that reflects whatever we think we are receiving from him, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. so if, if we think that his posture towards us is, you know, pointing that scolding finger, yeah. then we're going to respond by retreating, right, yeah. by going mm-hmm. to self. But if his posture is moving towards you – yeah. And his affection is clear and his and the safety he provides is clear we're going to respond in entirely different ways. So yeah. half the battle is just yeah. telling each other, no, this is how Jesus sees you right yeah. now. It's so hard to believe it. It's yeah. so
3: hard to, cause that's how the world is too. Mm-hmm. And so we talk about this like upside down kingdom. Like yep. that's the upside downness of it. Yep. Yeah. Upside downness.
1: Yeah. Good. I, like <laughs> I like to create like words. It. You're in yeah. you're a you're a good, good company. Yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm
3: in a safe place. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the believing he doesn't, you know, shake his finger at us and he loves us and how you are saying, like he died on the cross for us mm-hmm. um, for the shame. You don't have to, you don't yeah. have to feel that shame. I know it doesn't feel fair. Yeah.
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think I'll just add, sorry, you got my gears turning because we're <laughs> in like the context of relationship as well as like they're specific to the nature of what I've been processing around self and how that impacts me and Jesus and community is it's like, Like, I have to resolve that between me and Jesus, Mm -hmm. but I also have to resolve that between me and whoever. Like, in that, like, I had to receive the gospel. I had to do the gospel work, but then my friend also had to tell me the gospel Mm -hmm. and, like, vice versa. And so it is just, like, not only does it bring intimacy between you and Jesus to do the gospel work, but it also brings intimacy in your relationships to do the gospel work.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's really
0: good. Mm Mm-hmm. We started by kind of acknowledging that it might even be difficult at the very beginning of thinking about this idea of refuge to even know why it's necessary, right? We live pretty comfortable lives. And, and so it can, it can be a little bit of a shock to the system to even understand what, it, what is it that I need refuge from? So thinking about the next three to six months of you know, living life together, of being in accountability with one another, what are you hoping that your friends in the circle remember? Like, what are you hoping that they cling to to continue to fight against those real threats that are are real but we, we tend to minimize? Um, yeah, what, what, what are you hoping for each other?
1: I think just as I look at conversations that we've had in our last couple of LTGs is I think all of us at some point have voiced – just like a should I resign like this would just be easier if this reality wasn't wasn't reality. this specific thing would just be easier if I could just leave yeah, yeah. um the load is so heavy, yeah, I just
2: want to set it down, yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and so I think what I hope in three to six months is that like we're continuing – we that we're still acknowledging like we did, I think in two LTGs ago of like, that's exactly what Satan wants. Mm. Like he wants us to stop. Like if we stop, like he wins. And so mm. to continually like, acknowledge that like that is the threat and that is a narrative that he is going to tell us. And so I hope in six months we're still fighting back against that together mm-hmm. of like, yeah. no, like resignation is not the answer. Like this is like, this doesn't get the last word. And there's so much for us in, can like in, in, Continuing to, like, run with endurance and to be faithful yeah. um, and gospeling ourselves in it rather than trying to escape. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. That's what comes to mind for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that I the, use the word resignation. Mm-hmm. And that happens when you feel weak, mm-hmm. you know. But mm-hmm. then in the whole staying in it, you're like, well, I didn't all of a sudden get stronger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> right? No. Like, I'm still just, like, yeah. me, fragile, like, all the things. But... In taking refuge in him, there's a strength I now have access to. In the midst. That, mm-hmm. In the midst of it, mm-hmm. in staying. Yeah. In staying in faith, in staying in whatever situation you're called to stay in, that without him, you don't have access to. Right. Yeah. But you can endure yeah. because you're, you stay in the refuge of
2: him. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I almost feel like,
3: um, I mentioned this before, of like wanting to resign because it is really heavy and it's like that is almost like the submitting to the fear Hmm. and the more courageous thing to do would be to stay when it's harder and finding that refuge in jesus when it's not immediately Mm -hmm. it doesn't come immediately and you have to constantly like you keep saying you have to constantly fight and you have to constantly gospel yourself and that that gets exhausting and it gets tiring and that's when you have like your friends come in and you let them know I'm tired and they pick up the load for you. Yeah, that's right. Um, And I've, I've experienced that with y'all. And um, so I just think like for the next three to six months, like for y'all to also like call us, you know, like that's what we're here for whenever it's too heavy for you. Like, you know, Amy and I were just talking about Moses when they (laughs) had to hold his arms up and it's like, that's real life. Yeah, that's right. Like I, I need y'all, I'm, I can't do it. And I, I need y'all to hold on to that when I don't have the trust for Jesus. Y'all have the trust for him. So carry mm-hmm. that for me mm-hmm. right now because I'm a yeah. little weak.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, it's yeah. Yeah. good. Yeah. I think something, as I was literally driving here to record this podcast, <laughs> I saw a billboard that said, keep Austin weird, but the weird was crossed out and it said, independent, I don't wow. know what it's yeah. referring to. Yeah. I have no idea what the billboard's about. And my immediate thought was like, I don't want to be independent of mm-hmm. God mm-hmm. or community. That scares yeah. the ish out of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think just in answering your question, Austin is like my hope for the women sitting in this room is that like, they never stop depending upon the Lord. Mm-hmm. I think I've been reading Um, through the amplified version of the Bible and it talks about it expounds on that dependency and talks about leaning on trusting in, relying upon him and I think just all the verbiage around that reminds me of refuge Mm -hmm. it reminds me of a safe place and so just like consistently pushing my sisters in Christ to like hey don't stop depending upon God. Julie, don't fall into the trap of self-protecting like I'm so guilty of that, you know, like I'm a keep believing the better narrative, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. keep believing that Jesus is the better narrative and that he's trustworthy and he's faithful in every season and area of your life. Yeah, just dependency is a word that comes to mind. Yeah, that's awesome. And it's
0: so it is, it's so counterintuitive, right, mm-hmm. to say that the thing that I want most for my friends and community is that they would be less independent yeah that they would be less sufficient yeah that they would be less able to do it on their own that that's what i want for myself even though my flesh freaks out at those words like i I don't want that yeah on so many levels and yet the truth of the gospel is like we have to be weak like that's the only weak and broken and Dead is the only prerequisite mm-hmm. um, to life in Jesus and refuge. And so that that is the invitation. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be able to actually see that as something beautiful and not scary mm-hmm. is really powerful, but something that we're going to continue to need each other yeah. to remind each other. And when our flesh kind of rails up and is like, no, I'm going to do this on my own. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Really cool. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I think uh, it just feels like an opportunity. and I think that we say this. Over and over again, when we've had conversations like this or like that involve community and LTG and that kind of thing is just like if you don't have this, Mm. like seek it out, Mm -hmm. like reach out to leadership at your congregation, look around your life and like have the courage and the bravery to Mm -hmm. ask like that's really hard. But lean in and ask, like, hey, would you want to, like, navigate life in this way and consistently meet? I just am like there's I think there's a common thread in our conversation and I feel this heavily in my life and Mm -hmm. just like our relationship and dynamic together of like it is truly a lifeline Mm -hmm. um, to me walking with Jesus to have you guys regularly in my life, a place to confess sin and to receive the gospel and to be reminded of truths when I can't remind myself of those things, it's both in receiving and in like giving. Like, mm-hmm. it's also just as encouraging to remind your sister of the things that like you're potentially downing as well. But mm-hmm. for some reason, it's like you believe it for her, and to just like lean in and do that work. So if you don't have that, it just feels like an opportunity to just like say like risk whatever you have to, to get to a place where you have a space like this.
2: Yeah, I would a hundred percent second that. I think. On the front end, like opening yourself up in a vulnerable and transparent way, I think my initial thought is like, what will they think of me Mm -hmm. if they really knew the the true Mm -hmm. me? And I can speak from experience after having walked life on life with Alma and Julie for the last three years, and even more deeply so just in the last three or four months with Julie, it has been such a gift to be vulnerable like the things that i thought would be so scary i have like consistently been met with like grace and forgiveness and understanding and compassion and hey let me just like again like turn your eyes back to jesus mm-hmm. and that's been like such a need and such a grace for my life and yeah i would just 100 percent piggyback off what you just said julie yeah
3: yeah I, um, I have two things I want to say. Um, one of them is you know going through being in LTG with with him. Um, I was in the, the midst, and I say this all of the time because like it was so pivotal for me. But like I was in the midst of the sin. Like after I had like made I made a big promise to God. This is what I'm gonna do for you, and I felt <laughs> like that was what our my relationship with Him was was built on mm. and so when i um lost that and i broke that promise i was so scared to bring it to them mm. and i did i had to because i mean i was lost in the amount of grace that they met me with that changed the the trajectory of my walk with jesus mm. and so if you don't have that in your life and you don't have that happening here on earth to experience a glimpse of jesus like that's gonna halt that's gonna put a halt on your walk. Mm. And I think having that with the, with your close friends to experience his grace, to experience his truth is extremely, extremely important. Mm. The other thing I wanted to say, it's kind of a funny story, but you know, I <laughs> We uh, need some
1: of that right now. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> about the stone. You know,
3: I had went to the stone years ago and I remember thinking like, oh, this is too much Bible me let me leave and so i I found another church that i went to every sunday and gave you the make you feel good about yourself on sunday and then nothing really happened and my walk was pretty non-existent with him um and i remember i started asking asking questions after like a a sermon about like god's going to answer all your prayers or give you all your dreams your dreams are going to come true if you follow god and i was like what happens if my dreams don't come true and I was like, well, let me go back to that church that had a lot of Bible. And so I went, and luckily I did because, I mean, I started digging into it, and I was able to find what actual community was, and that's what's fruitful with Mm -hmm. your walk. You know, if you don't have that, you know, fellowship, then it's just going to stay stagnant. Mm -hmm. That's good.
1: You bring up a good point. Like, I feel like we've put a lot of emphasis on the community aspect, but I think I should be clear that we're not just like everything that we're bringing to the table is us fighting for the word of God to be true at the table. Like we're not yeah. just bringing our opinions or our advice. Um, so you bring up like, there's too much Bible at this church and it's like, you need a lot of Bible in your LTG. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, That's good. Yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I love it. Well, y'all have been a really great encouragement. I think both to the provision of community but also of the reality that that doesn't come without a lot of intentionality and effort and vulnerability and sacrifice, but that it's worth it. Mm-hmm. And that it doesn't, it, it can't and shouldn't exist without the gospel and the word of God being central to it. Yeah. Right. Like the depth that you all have talked about holding each other accountable to is not, is it's different than just. Friends grabbing coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like there's something like a, a, a Jesus truly being at the center of that, of this like common refuge you're each trying to stay in and pull each other back into and remind each other of is a really, really good encouragement. So thank you guys for sharing um so much about what you're thinking and feeling and processing, but also kind of letting us take a peek into your life of those rhythms and what that actually looks like. It's come up in a few things that were said today, but Jesus really is better right? He is the mm-hmm. safest place we could imagine. He is the strongest love we have access to. Like he is the the better story to go back to an old women's retreat theme. Um, his refuge is the best place we could be. And so it's just really sweet to be reminded of that, um, that his strength really is ours and that our weaknesses are not something to be ashamed of. They're actually something to be acknowledged and really kind of marveled at because they are what creates the space and our need for him to be the strong one for him to be the one that provides and so it's really an encouragement to hear that representative from you guys and an encouragement to hear how you will continue to help each other fight for that truth um, i think as believers we can't want anything more i think you said it amy that there is there is a hope for the future there's access to a real hope right now yeah like he is he is providing everything that we will get with him in the future. Like there are glimpses of it here and now. Yeah. And so let's be women who who seek that and who seek that for each other mm-hmm. and remind each other of the refuge we have in him, not as a placeholder but as a as a foretaste of what is coming when when it's not just refuge but it's paradise too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's who we get to be for each other right now. So, thank you guys for joining us. Mm-hmm.
2: Thanks, for, Thanks having for having us. Having this is
0: sweet. Mm-hmm. Friends, thanks for joining us for this Look Back at Women's Retreat 2023. I hope it was an encouragement to be reminded that Jesus really is our best refuge. I know it was an encouragement to me. Just to let you know of a few things coming your way, we're going to spend a little bit more time this spring wrapping up this idea of studying strength. We'll spend some time processing our two Bible studies. Uh, We worked through 2 Corinthians in the fall and Joshua this spring, and so we want to spend some time talking about what God showed us through those studies And then this summer, we will get to introduce our theme for next year, and we are so excited to start that conversation with you. I hope you'll join us. That's it, friends. We love you.